This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Bachelor Nation. This week, we are talking to the smooth operator, I call him, Mike. He definitely is. Avin. We are very excited to talk to Avin and get to know him a little bit more after his amazing one-on-one date with Rachel. But before we get into all that, you know how we do. We got to do our hot takes. So I'm going to kick it over to you, bro. What do you got? I I have a wonderful hot take this week. But before Uh that... I just got to check in with the homie. I think that, you know, my gym, I'm going to start off the episode with the gym. Okay. How are you doing today? Thank you for asking, Mike. I, I'm doing I'm doing well, man. It's, uh, you know, for me, it's just another day. I'm here at the office, as you can see, treating patients. Yes. Take a little yes. break to chop it up with my boy and uh, talk all things Bachelor. So, uh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm glad about you? you said that because people you? need to know how awesome you are and the work that you put in. Uh, I'm, I'm phenomenal, man. I... Uh, I saw you friend. in Greece. I saw you in Greece. Oh, you know, I had some fun over there. I was, you know, for, think about it like this. When you're overseas, I've done a lot of phenomenal things in this world, but when you get to do some phenomenal things with people that you love and care about, it just hits differently, you know? And this trip, I got to go Making with memories. my best friends in the world. Um, and so it just hit differently. We were out, you know, in Greece on the water, uh, listening to some music that's like, for us, just some good oldies music or whatever. It was really good. So, what was I the vibe? It. Like, what kind of oldies was, music? It was, like, no, nah, it wasn't oldies. Oldies. Like a little like '90s R&B. What What do you got over there? I mean, we got a little. It's more like, <laughs> <laughs> like if you go to Rachel's house for like the cookout. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's, that's what we were listening to. <laughs> I feel you on that. I feel you on that. But, but let's let's get into the hot takes. But my that was my gym. It's just simply to check in with people. Okay. I think appreciate that you, man. Appreciate you. But my. My hot take for today. I was told this by uh, a young lady. She said, don't date me, or you shouldn't date me if you don't have the ability to afford me. And what she was saying was, she was kind of in a sense, and my way of asking you guys is, is being on the same economic page a bad thing when dating? Mm, so wait, so what, what was your interpretation of what she said? Like, what I interpreted and what she, in, what she was trying to convey as well was the same thing, which was she's not trying to have me pay for everything. That's not what she Okay, so she's not looking for a sugar daddy. I just want to like put that out there and make daddy. that clear. Okay. I'm putting it out there that Mike Johnson is not a sugar daddy. <laughs> so <laughs> that's not happening. But P- what she was PSA, saying. PSA, everybody. Though, yeah, PSA. But what she was saying was that, yo, hey, I'm trying to make sure that we're on the same economic page or somewhere close to it. Or somewhere close to it, you know? And I don't. I personally didn't see nothing offensive to it. 
like I, you, we just talked about, I just want the grease with my friends, right? If that may be the case with someone I'm dating, I would love to, if you know work permits, I would love to be able to take Fly. them. I probably would buy their ticket, but at the same time if I buy your ticket, I would probably in the back of my head be expecting you to pay for some dinners. Like you're not paying for the whole trip, basically. Correct. You're not being the sugar daddy in that sense. Correct. And to me, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I just feel that it's hard to say that when you're dating someone. And I guess that's the hot take is like, is it a bad thing to look for economic signs of stability and economic signs of equalness in some form or fashion? I mean, I get what you're saying, man. I feel like I don't see any problem with both parties having at least some sort of a standard, right? I mean, the woman, you know, she's reached a certain level maybe in her life. I mean, I don't know this woman, obviously, you know her more than I do, but, you know, she's maybe reached a certain level and she expects her man to, you know, meet a certain standard when it comes to economics, right? So if, if this man is, you know, there's people out there that, you know, they're broke, they have no money, T times are tough right now. If he can't afford, you know, a, a dinner a month. I mean, you know, that he wants to basically Netflix and chill all, all day. Well, it's like no, can't be doing that. That, that leads that leads to more that leads to more <laughs> bills down the road. You no, know I'm saying like uh, just later. basically something that doesn't quote unquote cost anything, and he's just always trying to like stay indoors and not, you know, maybe splurge and entertain her woman a little bit. I mean, I I, I gotta agree with her. I understand. You know, I, I understand that aspect of what she's saying, but. At the same time, if she's expecting you to pay for everything, then that's another whole nother ball game. You it know is I mean? a whole nother ball game. She wasn't whatsoever. But also, you shouldn't be dating if your ass is broke. Yeah. Period. Like, I don't care what your gender is. Get your get your get your money up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like honestly, like if you're gonna put yourself out there, you can't be mad if a woman comes to you and steps in that way to you, right? And tells you straight up, hey, look, and if you know you don't got it, like I would want to work on myself. And elevate my level to the point where I I can date that caliber of woman. Does that make sense? Well, no, I, I, it does make sense. But I'm, I'm gonna throw a wrench in that, right? Because I've I've dated some women that are like a hundred, a thousand times make more income than I do, right? Like okay. X my income per year times about a thousand. That's what they make, right? Times about ten thousand. And so that isn't as feasible for me, right? So I don't. I'm I'm not saying that you have to. Even being in the same ballpark, you just have to make a good income too. If that individual that you're trying to pursue likes a certain type of lifestyle, you should be able to make, you should be able to every now and then be able to do something on that level. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I could ask you a question, that with that woman that you said made 10X what you made, like, did you feel a certain type of way because she made that much money? Like, was she cool with you no, not making I, as much? Honestly, I loved it, man. <laughs> like honestly I love it to me it was so like it, I just smiled on the inside because I was like wow this is so cool like I it made me subconsciously want to work harder 1000 percent I you mean know? look you you know you know who I'm gonna go who know who I'm gonna talk about my wife yeah. you know she yeah, wife, is yeah she has a uh, thousand three hundred and fifty six jobs and she does. she <laughs> She crushes it, man. She is the most ambitious person I know. Yes. She is the most ambitious person I know, and she makes me want to be a better man. You know what I'm saying? And, and I that's think what, that's, that's that's what it made me feel too. I think that's good. So you wanted to like you wanted to work harder just because her game 
was just on another level in and of itself. I'm not gonna say I wanted to work harder. There was a certain point in my life, I think I was 29, where I changed the harder part to work smarter, not harder. Okay. So there's yes. ways that, uh, and I'll give you an example. The CEO of Coca-Cola made X amount of dollars. An investor in Coca-Cola can make more than a CEO if done right. But we don't gotta get into that topic. But it just, when I was dating, when I've dated people that make way more money than me, it just it sparks something inside of me that makes me smile and just want to do more grandiose things in life. Yeah, it makes you it makes And you also see, I know that they can do it too, so it made me feel good as well, that I'm not it, always having to be the one to do something. And then you come together and you're this power couple and you're both doing great things. I love it. Yeah. I love Question it. for you right quick before we get to our hot take. I, I want to know this about you. I want to know this is true. For me, when I think back on my like best dates ever, the most expensive ones were are probably not even in my top five. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. I could see that. Some of the some of the best dates. I mean, granted, no, nothing can compare to the bachelor dates, right? It's like those I, are like the. I've actually no 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 no. I've done. I'm talking about like the grandiose. Okay. Oh, okay. Like Matt season had the hot air balloon. I, t I was dating a young lady, took her overseas to the hot air balloon before okay. I even saw her. So we can do these bachelor things too now. <laughs> I'm Which talking about like the overall day. It's just so grandiose oh, yeah. that, you know, it's fireworks. It's out there. Yeah. Producers, the helicopter like, landing hammers. on the yacht, the whole nine. I mean, those are a little out there. Um, that's, that's fine. But yeah, man, I mean, to me, it's just like I, some of my best dates have just been, let's say, to the I love stand up comedy, like just going. Yes. You know, having a couple drinks, laughing, uh, you know, going out afterwards, dancing, just, you know, and you don't even have to break the bank per se. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't, it's you, not, you, really don't. you just got to get creative. Like as men, you know, you want to get creative and, and, you know, it doesn't necessarily take you having to, you know, shell out all this money to, to show a woman a good time. It doesn't. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we said this because we you know what we were talking about is like, Hey, can you, afford to be able to date right yeah. which the answer in my opinion is absolutely you should be able to have money in order to date in order to date certain individuals but at the same token you can have some fire amazing dates without spending much money whatsoever yes yes like, it doesn't take much it, it takes creative personality you know which some of y'all may not have not playing <laughs> That's true. Some people think, you know, I got to have money to do this, but no, like I, I yeah. totally agree with you when it comes to that. Um, should we move on? And to then the also, one? before you oh, sure okay. I say, but like when it comes to spending too much money on a date, I found that at times it could be kind of weird. Like either it's stuffy and you're, you're, you're a try hard. It's like, why are we in this? Like you're trying to show out, you know, like, yeah, it's like you're trying date. to show out or something. Because that's like you're doing too much. Because so doesn't that do you feel like that sets the expectation? It's like if she sees like, oh, you taking me to, you know, Prime One Twelve in Miami, you know, first date. You know what I'm saying? No, like, I, then I'm. <laughs> not for me. It ain't set no expectation because I I'll take you to a prom. What is it called? Prime One One Twelve. Prime One Twelve. I'll take you to a Prime One Twelve, and then the next, the, you know, three days later, we going to the to the, <laughs> to the taco shack. <laughs> Not because of financial things, so but it's just all, because it's, it's all just, about balance. It's all about yeah. balance. If she could roll with both of those, then, you know, she might be we your win. type of woman. Yeah, we're winning. Absolutely. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, 
Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What you got for us though, man? All right, man. So I want to try to tie this a little bit to the show. So you saw yesterday, uh, Logan, right? He pulled the big switcheroo. And uh, Logan went from Rachel's men, and he crossed over and went into Gabby's group. And uh, obviously all the men were absolutely shocked. But it just got me thinking, like, as I've had this situation happen to me before, and I want to get your take on it. Have you ever maybe started dating a woman, you know, I would say within the first three months, right? One to three months. You're getting to know this person. You like her. She likes you. Like, everything's going great. And then all of a sudden, a wrench gets thrown into the picture, and the ex comes mm. back. Maybe they see you posting online or something, maybe all from your date. They get jealous. They're like, wait a minute, she's moving on without me. I got to put an end to this. So he steps back in and tries to maybe love bomb the girl, and then she kind of goes back to him and leaves you high and dry. Wait, has that ever I, happened to you? It has, but first, I want to hear your story. What happened? <laughs> um... No, like, I think, you know, I think everybody is, uh, have you been ghosted before? Of course. Yeah, I think everybody's been ghosted. Like, that happened to me. It's like, I thought things were going amazingly well. You know, everything was great. We were getting along, you know, physical attraction was there, the personality, laughs. I mean, everything was going great. And then all of a sudden, it's like she starts getting cold. And from one day to the next, I don't hear from her again. And the next thing I know, I see them, you know, with their ex, you know, they're out and about. Um, but honestly, I don't think there was anything that I necessarily could have done per se. Like I was my absolute, I thought best self. And there was nothing that I necessarily could have done to prevent that in the sense that I feel like she still had feelings for the guy. I don't know if maybe she was using me to kind of make him jealous or whatnot. Kim K. No, not jealous. (laughs) But yeah, like she ended up going back to her ex. But for me, it's and kind of like some of the guys, like some of the guys last night, you know, they saw Logan come back and some of the guys weren't phased and especially the, those front runners, right? Like the guys weren't phased or like, Hey, look, he's back in the picture. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect my, you know, what we got going on. But in a situation like that in real life, it's a situation where it's like, it is what it is. Like I'm, I'm moving on. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't, I can't worry about, you know, trying to keep her water, trying trying to fight for something when her heart is somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't want that lingering if we were to go move forward into a relationship. You know what I'm saying? So it's like flush that out completely, you know, break that off if necessary or go be with the dude. You know what I'm saying? Because I want somebody that's going to be all in for me. And, you know, that's essentially what Rachel did. Right. Like she said, peace out to Logan. Like I got a couple other guys here that actually do want me and are here for me 100 percent. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What are your thoughts? 
uh, or one, the fellas that were not phased by Logan coming to their side, kudos, you know, kudos yeah. to them because it's your relationship with Gabby, right? And so you shouldn't be phased by no other guy. Uh, the Kim K thing, she was not trying to make Kanye jealous whatsoever. Uh, make that clear. <laughs> and you think she was just using Pete? She said it. Did she? She, she came out she and said using, that verbatim. She said she was. She wanted Pete's magic stick. Yeah, he had that BDE going on. He wanted some of That's that. What she, she wanted, wanted some of that. She wants. So she just used them and, and left them. Hey, she used them. You know, he needed a new battery pack, so she had to go somewhere. Else. <laughs> but he, was, according to reports, he was also pressed a little bit. He wanted. He supposedly proposed to her. Like he, I. Sometimes you could screw things up. You know what I'm saying? Like you could try right. to be moving too fast when you first right. get with somebody. Who ain't gonna try to marry Kim K? <laughs> you think he wanted that bag? Yeah, well, I mean, that's a part of it. Like, it's a part of what you get. It's you a know? perk. It's a perk. It's a, defi- it's a definite perk, right? And then he wanted to probably make her have a fifth kid. I don't know. But <laughs> what I do know is I have been through that situation as well. Uh, post-show, actually, I was talking to this girl. It wasn't no three months. It was maybe like two weeks, right? Three weeks. Three weeks okay. in. So it was early. And All right. it was, yeah, brand new, two, three weeks in. And... I didn't know this until like after we had spoke or whatever, but I, the conversation started to dwindle or whatever the case may be, like you like you were saying. And when we spoke again, she told me the whole story. And the story was basically, I think she had, I was on, her ex found out that her and I were talking, right? Mm. I don't know how he found out. Maybe her stories. And then, or her IG stories. And then he starts to go and tell her all these bad things about me. Oh, you liking this dude? He on a bachelor, like he 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 doing X Y Z, putting all. First off, <laughs> what's wrong with that? <laughs> those are all those are all positive. Number thirteen thirty three. Don't be talking bad on no other dude, bro. Like you don't know me. Yeah. And and then saying all these bad things, you know, impenetrating her mind with just this negative stuff about me. She feels bad. She you know steps away from me, goes to him. He love bombs her for about three months. Uh, you know, giving her all these love bombs. We know the definition. And then they break up. Mm. Then she hits me up <laughs> and then we talk about it or whatever the case may be. And she told me flat out that's what he was doing to her. And so it does happen. It's sad. Wait. So wait, did you give her the deuces? Like, did you give her a, another chance or? I, I'm not going to lie. I tried to, but I didn't like that. I didn't like that she didn't give me the opportunity. I didn't like that she didn't allow my voice to be heard. If we was we were steady talking. I was liking it, and she and she didn't let my voice be heard. So I tried it, but ultimately I couldn't do it. I get that. I get that. I couldn't do it. But I got a question though. Something I think I want to start asking is like, <laughs> if me do well, do you and Rachel's like zodiac signs match? Uh, Taurus and Aquarius. I have no idea. Talking about family, I, does Taurus and Aquarius signs match? I, I, I got to look I, that I, up. <laughs> love, I, compatib- love compatibility for love Aquarius compatibility. and Taurus. Well, what I do know is this past week's episode, Rachel told Avon that their Zodiac signs matches. And so that was a big spark in her eyes. And so let's talk to the man himself. Let's talk it out with Avon and see where he lies with Rachel. Let's do it. We got the pretty boy Floyd himself in the house. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? How you doing? I, I call him Mike. I call him the smooth operator. This oh, because, man. bro, they, uh, like it, it seemed like he was a natural out there, bro. Like just the game, like just the smoothness. It was like, 
Brian, this is, when this you no thing. There's no cameras around. Like I got this. <laughs> when you are, when you're born with God given looks, you gonna be smooth. Oh man, this coming from you two, that means a lot. Coming from you two, oh man. I, no, no, no. Even I, I, I've seen you out now. You a good looking brother. Come on now. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, we just uh, met you in Austin. I was uh, it was good to actually meet you in person. Um, it was only over the phone. Quick second. Tequila, my sister. Yeah, quick <laughs> quick second. Huh? Yeah, quick second. <laughs> so what's going on, man? How you doing? You flying high after last night? <laughs> yeah, last night was um last night was a big one. Um, you know, you like you anticipate, you know, having like that one on one date, you know, the entire time you're there and then it finally comes and you know, it's you no know, it's your time that, you know, that's kind of like your coming out type of party thing. Um, so I was like I was looking forward to it. I think it went well. I was um I was definitely satisfied with you know, everything that they showed and um I think it gave people a little bit of a better look into my personality. So I, I appreciated that for sure. Well, the people are definitely wanting more of you. And I'm, I, I have a feeling that we will get to see a lot more of you as time goes on with y'all's one-on-one date. It was amazing to see. Yeah, man, I appreciate it, guys. Emma, I gotta ask you. Yeah. What about Rachel turns you on? Turns me on? Um, wow. You know, I think um, one thing that was important to me was, you know, that first night when you you get there, like your emotions are high, um, energy's high. There's a lot going on. There's people running around. You know, you're nervous about the cameras. You're nervous about the setup and all that kind of stuff. So, I was fortunate to to have the opportunity to actually talk to Rachel on the. I, I mean, genuinely, from the moment I sat down with her, it was like all that stuff went away. I was immediately comfortable. I was like, this is one of those situations where it feels normal, we're having a normal conversation. I think one of the things that attracted me to her right off the bat was like the comfortability factor I had with her so early on. Um, it, it made things so much easier. And then of course, you know, we got to talking, she's very passionate about her career. Um, she has family oriented goals, um, all that kind of stuff. She's of course beautiful, stunningly gorgeous. So there's a lot, man. There's a lot, of, a lot about Rachel that, that gets me going, you know? And talk talk to me about that physical connection, man. Like, how important is that for you in in creating a, a long lasting relationship? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the physical aspect of things is obviously important, especially you know in those circumstances. Um, you know, it's important to, for the physical connection to be natural. You don't want it to be forced. Um, and with me and Rachel, it was definitely very very natural from the beginning. So that was another thing I appreciated. You know, there was no like awkward touching there was no hey you know i'll put my hand on your lap or she'll lean on my shoulder and all that kind of stuff just came very very fluid and natural so yeah just added to the comfortability factor the, the physical connection was there from the beginning love that love that i mean you seem like a guy that is very smooth and comfortable in a lot of situations and settings so i wouldn't yeah. expect nothing different <laughs> from you but hey. I, I have to ask you man watching and i need to it's just the fellas talking okay yeah. After watching this past week's episode, I know mm -hmm. that Rachel's eyes had lit up when she found out that she was a Scorpio because she's a Pisces. Yeah. And y'all apparently matched. Do you, do you know much about your zodiac sign? I'll be honest, I really don't. Um, my mom, <laughs> my mom is is big into that horoscope stuff and like the you know if you're a Gemini and you're an Aries, you know you guys match or mesh or whatever. Um, but yeah, she asked me that, like, we were, we were like, obviously having a conversation before she asked me that. And I was like, yeah, I'm a Scorpio. And she just like, Ooh, Scorpio Pisces, like that's a, that's a match. And I, 
I think there's like a clip of me going, yep, check, check that one off the box. So you just, you just rolled with it. I have no idea if that's true or accurate, but I I love it. Brian, you would do the same thing. (laughs) It's like, as long, as long as she believes it, that's all that matters. Hey, as long as I'm not like the worst guy, I'm a good guy in that case. We're good. We're good to go. I know there's, there's like a whole book you can buy where it's like, if you're a, you know, cancer, you match up with a, whatever it is. So just Google it. Yeah. Just Google Google it. it. (laughs) Wait, I, I know. The beautiful <laughs> Bachelor Nation fan base, you have to tell me, Avon, if you know the answer. What time were you born? What time? Uh, I believe I was in the morning. I think I was a little after 10 a.m. on a Saturday. 10 so, a.m. on a Saturday. And I think it was like 10, 10, 10 on a Saturday. Uh, November 6th. Okay. November 6th, yeah. Now, the people that like all that stuff, 10, 10 on a Saturday, <laughs> November oh, 6th. What year? Uh, 93. 93. And what city? Yeah. Uh, Boston. Boston. Well, there you Be- go. Beverly, Massachusetts. Beverly. I don't know what to do with that, but somebody out there knows what to do with that. Uh, <laughs> they'll, have, they'll have a somebody, full, somebody's gonna, somebody's full gonna two come page report. Like, oh, he just he doesn't know how to do this or that. He was born I, at 10 I'm o'clock. Not gonna lie, I don't know, but <laughs> I am listening to our audience members in my head right now. They're telling me to ask you these questions. So I wanted to make sure I asked you those questions. Yep. I think it was 10 10 on a Saturday for everyone out there. So. Okay, there you go. There you go. So, Ava, man, Rachel <laughs> mentioned that. She actually described you as really romantic. Do you actually consider yourself a romantic guy? I do, yeah. You know, when I'm into somebody, when I'm trying to pursue someone, when I, you know, care about a connection, yeah, I I can definitely be romantic. Um, But it's not something that I'm going to just do for every willy-nilly out there. You know what I mean? I have to actually like you and there has to be something there. But once I get to that, once I get there with somebody, yeah, for sure, I I, I definitely feel like I can be romantic. What's your longest relationship, Avery? My longest relationship was... Three years. Um, there was a couple breaks in between, but you know, pretty, pretty steady. I would say for three years. So, so let me yeah. ask you this: On that third year, what was the most romantic thing that you did? Uh, most romantic thing that we did, um, we took a trip to Hawaii um, together. Um, okay. Did you do that, or did she do that? It was a mutual thing, um, but you know, for us to kind of do that was one of the most romantic things we had done up until that point. Um, nice. It was a ama- you know amazing trip. Well, it was it was fun. Hawaii. It's tough to have a bad time there. Right? Yeah, right. Just if you don't mind me asking, why did that uh, relationship end? And um, what did you learn from it? What did you learn from it going into this experience? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there was a lot of you know back and forth, and I wouldn't go into details out of respect for the other person and everything like that. Sure. But you know, there was just a lot of things that um, happened where we would you know go on breaks or maybe for a month or have a disagreement about something and like go like two weeks. And it, it, there was just, I, I mean, I, I said this in the episode last night, there wasn't really much stability in, in the relationship. So I felt like I got to a point where I was at the age where, man, if I'm not 100% invested or if I'm not 100% happy with where I'm at, I'm too old to be kind of just wasting time at this point. I'm really looking for something serious and something long lasting and all that kind of stuff. So I just decided it was time to to move on for, for the best for both of us. And, and I just made that decision. Um, and I took about a year off from any kind of serious dating before going on the show. So, Mike, yeah. do you believe in breaks? I don't believe in breaks. I'm, I mean, me personally, I'm I don't you. Know. My co-host just asked me questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not personally. So it's like yeah. you're done. You're done, basically. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think Avon has. You know, he just said it himself. He learned a lot in that relationship and learned yeah, that he wants absolutely. stability. So, uh, yeah, I, it's it's not for me. It's, it's, a, it's a no for me on the, the breaks. I can't be taking a break every other week. This ain't college. Yeah, <laughs> over some over here, something super small or super big, it doesn't matter if it you know it's you're going two weeks a month, 
three months or whatever the case may be, you know, you're just going to come back and probably have more issues because they're going to be wondering what you did on the break and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's never healthy like that. Yeah, for sure. it's just more drama. More yeah. Drama. What would she say about you? My my last relationship? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think she would say positive things. You know, like I said, overall, the relationship was was pretty positive. Um, there was a lot of great moments, good moments. Um, we shared a lot of stuff together, like family. Yeah, she met my parents. that she was sure? Um, I would say that I'm, I'm very particular, like organized, tedious person. Um, (laughs) I have a slight case of OCD when it comes to like knowing where my stuff is and being on a schedule and, you know, going to the gym, all that kind of stuff, you know, I'm very particular about. So I think that's definitely something that she would, she would say. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And then, Avi, when it comes to the, the routine, man, and just being same day in and day out, some of the most successful people, they say, have a routine. Whether that routine is to routinely do something that's not in routine every Saturday, right? Or the routine is to go travel yeah. somewhere every single month. And so yeah. I think that's a good thing. So definitely don't harp yourself on that. I don't think that you are. For sure. Whatsoever. For sure, man. Uh, but, Avin, you know, we keep we're, we're barging on you about your relationship status. <laughs> but, like, bro, we want to know who you are. The fans, yeah. the ladies want to know who Avon, who that pretty boy oh, right there. That's man. what they want to know. I'm only, fo- I'm only focused on one lady right now. And, uh, you are you only know. focused on one lady. <laughs> but we're focused on who you are as a man. So can you like, who were, who were you your freshman year of college? Where was that my freshman year of college? <laughs> Take, you're taking <laughs> it back of, right now. We're just, take, we're just taking a stab of the dark in the timeline, huh? Um yeah, I was I was um I went to the University of Massachusetts, uh, Dartmouth campus out of it's like a small division three school out of Boston. I played college basketball there. Nice. Um so my freshman year, you know, I had my first year in college, I was excited. Um just moved into the dorms. I was taking all the gen ed classes, you know, hooping it up in the winter. Um was going home in the summer, working, you know, random jobs, all that kind of stuff to build cash for. So yeah, I was just I was in school, you know, doing my thing. I didn't have a girlfriend or anything like that. I was on my own. Uh Made some really good friends from the team, some long-lasting friends that I'm still friends with to this day. So that was something that I valued. But, yeah, just in school doing my thing freshman year, you know. What was that, 20, 2012, 10 you, years ago. You a big Celtics fan? I'm actually not, to be honest. This is always good, something that, good, yeah, good. This is, nah, this is always something that gets done from Boston originally. Um, I root for Boston and everything but basketball. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big LeBron fan, which people are probably going to hate. So uh, That's fair. Yeah, well, if people I'm in Boston not, not, are not going to like I'm, that. That's that's yeah. fair. No, my friends hate it, but I'm but that Jason guy. Jason Tatum was great. Know, Jason Tatum was great. He can definitely. Uh, he's got a he's got a bright future ahead of him for sure. He's so what do you what what are you doing for uh for a living, man? Yeah, so I kind of work in a niche market. I work in uh, education sales. Um, a company called Cengage. My company um develops online curriculums and textbooks and online homework learning platforms for universities. So. I manage a territory based out of San Diego and Hawaii, um, and I work with you know instructors, professors, uh, department leads, and they basically pick textbooks for the courses that their students are going to take. And I help them build the curriculum. I help them pick the right text. I you know show them the online homework platform that we develop, and um, 
yeah, you know, it's pretty interesting market, not too, not too popular, but I love it. You know, I get to travel, I get to go to Hawaii, you know, like once a month, which is awesome. It's um, a nice perk. Yeah. It's is a that pretty, some, it's a, yeah, go ahead. Is that some, is that what you kind of set, were set to do coming out of college or did that just kind of come out of yeah. the blue? Yeah, it kind of came out of the blue, to be honest. I actually, uh, I worked in medical device sales for four years. Okay. Um, so I went right into kind of the medical field. I got my degree in marketing. So, you know, kind of the, the, the route you take with that degree at, fresh out of college is some type of sales role. So I jumped, I got the opportunity to work in medical sales for a while for a bunch of different industries like diabetic, home telehealth, all software, all kinds of stuff. Um, very stagnant injury, but an um, injury industry, very stagnant industry. Um, so I was, you know, ready for a change, something more exciting. And I got presented with the opportunity to work in education. So I uh, jumped on it. It's been amazing so far. It's fun. It's always changing. It's exciting to be on college campuses, working with professors and stuff. It's, it's kind of nostalgic to a point, you know what I mean? So um, I've enjoyed it so far. I'm, I'm really happy with my career and where I'm at for sure. I love that for you. Where are you yeah. going to be at in 10 years? Oh, that's a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you why I'm asking the question. Yeah. Based on your personality, <clears throat> for one, um, you to me seem grounded. Yeah. You, when I met you before and now speaking to you, you seem to be, you know, clear sight. Uh, like I would say, course with blinders on, right? You're just focused on what you have to do. And so you seem like nothing can taint you per se, which are all great, great things. So, like, who is Avon at 38? That's a that's a good question. Um, I want, you know, to have been found my geographical place of living right now. I live in Southern California. I don't know if I'll be here in the next 10 years, but hopefully by 38, I, I figured out if this is the place for me or not. Um, and being settled down by 38 at that point, I would want to be, you know, married, hopefully have, you know, a kid or two, um, have a outside family. Outside of relationships. Outside of outside relationships. Of, yeah, yeah. Outside of relationships. More so about you, Avon, <laughs> and things that you envision for yourself. Trying to get to yeah. know you on a deeper level. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think having, I think the career I'm in could could be long lasting. Um, I could see myself there in 10 years. So hopefully moving up within the ranks of my company, maybe getting a little bit of a higher level role. Um, so having the stable career thing, um, you know, also I'm, you know, I, I, I enjoy doing things outside of, you know, lifestyle wise, like, you know, playing basketball on a regular basis, you know, joining clubs, getting together with groups and stuff like that. So hopefully I have some type of hobbies and friend groups and things going on at 38 that, you know, I can I can hang my hat on outside of work and stuff like that. So I would I would say, you know, overall, that's probably it. Avon, are you, uh, you so you mentioned that you guys you travel a lot for your job, right? Uh, decent amount. I, I'm pretty local and I, I manage University of San Diego is one of my accounts. Okay. So I go there a lot, um, which is pretty local. But yeah, I get to go to Hawaii every once in a while uh, so to work cool. with my instructors out there, which is okay. which is fun. Yeah. Yeah, because no, I was going to ask you, like, as far as, you know, you being in a relationship, like you yeah. with you possibly traveling a lot, like what are you looking for when it comes to that? Like you want somebody that's going to be accepting of your career? Because I feel like that's a, a theme on the show as well with Rachel being a pilot yeah. and things Absolutely. like that. Like, are yeah. you not only are do you expect your partner to handle that? In, in, a, in a good manner, but also, you know, maybe are you, you think you'll be able to, you know, be okay with that if your partner traveled a lot? I mean, yeah, for sure. I think if, you know, traveling is a part of what you do, um, if it's a part of your career, if it's a part of your life, um, you know, the, the person that you pick to, to spend your life with, you know, has to be accepting of that because it's going to be a part of their life. So um, I think if someone's not willing to sacrifice that end of it, it's not an issue. It's just maybe not that much of a 
you know, the situation might not work. So, yeah, I mean, I don't travel to the point where I think it would affect a relationship. Got it. Um, but you guys brought up Rachel. Yeah, she's a pilot. Not to say that her relationships are affected by the travel aspect of things, but that's a big part of her life. So that's definitely a conversation that she yeah. likes to have and see if you're okay with. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Before she jumps into something serious, because, you know, it is it is a part of your life. And if you're willing to accept that aspect of her life, then, you know, things can work. So that's kind of how I look at it. Definitely so. Nice. And w- with Rachel, you guys' date on this past week's episode, <laughs> you had mentioned that growing up you had a split time between your parents and that yeah. you didn't get to see your mom much at all. Can you elaborate on that and tell us a bit more about your childhood? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously like I could go on for days about it, but, you know, my parents were just, you know, the classic didn't and were never really together. Um, kind of had me out of a relationship and then, you know, kind of after I was born, kind of split up. So my dad moved to Boston, my mom. It's actually originally from Chicago, so she stayed um, back in Chicago. And their agreement as parents just to kind of keep things out of the courts and all that kind of stuff was, you know, Avon's going to go live with mom till he's this age, which was 10, and then go live with dad, you know, learn how to be a man. I need that male figure in my life growing up, you know, from there. But um, the way things like sort of transpired with it was once I moved with my dad back to Boston for good, pretty much, um, I just didn't get to see mom that much. You know, she lived in a different state. Um, you know, as I got older, I started getting more involved in things. Like I was playing a lot of ball. So traveling a lot, all that kind of stuff. And our schedule, it was tough. I mean, it's your parents, so you want to make time, but it was just, it was always difficult for us to kind of link up and, and mesh up. So yeah, our relationship, essentially, we would talk on the phone a lot. Um, I'd get to see her, you know, maybe once a year for, for a certain amount, but yeah, it was, it was, that was just a part of it. You know, I got used to it and, um, you know, thankfully now I have the means to, pretty much do whatever I want, you know, so I can go see her whenever I want. I can have her come see me whenever I want. So things have definitely gotten a lot better as I've gotten older. Love that for you. I don't think that that's too, I think it's pretty cool actually to live with one parent for, you know, half your first half of your childhood and another parent for the second half of your childhood. Yeah, for sure. That's pretty cool in my opinion. I mean, my parents are two different, like way two different people. So it's nice to have the different aspect of like my mom and my dad, the way they go about life, the way they live their life. I've I've tried to take the best from both of them and create, you know, as much as as I can for myself. Um, And that obviously wouldn't have been possible if they would have stayed together. I would have looked at them as a unit. So in in its ways, it had its benefits. You know, I'm not trying to it's not the sad boy story. It's just, you know, just how things worked out for me. You know, sure. They're both proud of you. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> oh, man. And Avon, when you gave that bracelet to Rachel that your mom made, I was yeah. like, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I mean, you want to talk about romantic and just such a, a sentimental gesture. I mean, she, like, her eyes, like, lit up because, you know, she was going through a tough time at that yeah, point man. in her journey, you know, just doubting everything, you know, people rejecting her. And she was going through a tough time. And I feel like, you came in at the perfect time with the perfect gift. I mean, tell us about that, man. Yeah, I mean, obviously you guys have seen up until this point, you know, there were so many different situations where, you know, things are just coming out of, like she's getting blindsided by stuff. You know, people just, hey, I'm gonna go this side or, you know, I'm not really feeling this or whatever the case may be. I just felt like week to week, she was just having such a difficult time. And um, I definitely tried to utilize that one-on-one day to just really, really reassure her that, Hey, I know things have been tough. I know some guys have done this kind of stuff, but you know, I'm here, you know, I'm still here. I'm here for you. Um, I'm sitting right here. And I think that I have something that could maybe cheer you up and lift your spirits and maybe give you some good positive energy to get you through the rest of this, this experience. So, um, yeah, I just thought it was a good time to do it. 
Um, I had been thinking about it for a while, but obviously didn't want to, you know, throw too much of her, th- throw too much at her at once. Um, but so I felt like that 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 dinner conversation we had was a, was a good time to to say what I was on my mind about it and and, and give her that. So I think I think she appreciated it and, it and made me you know made me happy that she accepted it. Oh, that was awesome. She definitely appreciated it, man. And then the guys, <laughs> uh, when you were talking about when you lifted up the veil, yeah, yeah. How was that moment for you? It's actually funny. So I don't know if you guys heard the sound bit, but when I walked up there, I looked at them. I'm like, what are you guys doing? You guys knitting? They're like, no, 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 we're not knitting. This isn't knitting. But I'm like, oh, my bad, my bad. Um, but yeah, no, they, they was, it was kind of like a, I want to say out of body experience. It was just, it, it makes you like really think into the future when you do something like that. Um, yeah. I obviously never done that before. It's, it's a big moment and it means a lot to, especially a woman who's, who's, end goal here is is for that so um yeah it was one of those things where i was just i was going with the flow and i lifted it up and i was like wow this is actually a very like rewarding this could be a very rewarding moment if it was like in real time i can see why people value this moment in their lives so much because you lift that up and it's just like the unveiling of like the rest of your life your forever is right there so so you so you envisioned like in that moment like you at the altar doing all I that mean, because, how, i mean how how can you not right you look yeah. up a veil there's really nothing yeah. else you're thinking about at that i point. mean i could think back where like other guys on this show have been in that situation where it's like either they're you know start looking at wedding rings or the unveiling of a veil and they yeah. get intimidated man it didn't really look like you were rattled at all like you were all in you know all for it yeah no i i, I think uh having such a good day up until that point definitely helped with like the nerves and not being like thrown off by anything that was getting thrown at us on this date. So the veil thing was just another part of the date. And um, I was just like, yeah, this is, this is awesome. You know, I'm kind of living in the moment here. I lifted the veil up, threw it back. And I was like, wow, you look amazing. Obviously this is like a big moment for us. And, you know, obviously we shared a kiss and the rest is history. So. Absolutely. So when, when you, when you share that kiss <laughs> with her under the veil, I, Brian had mentioned some guys like step out, get scared. You were very, strong in your positioning it's confident could you see yourself getting down on a knee um yeah i mean i think you know in that very very moment you know we that was our first one-on-one date um but it was definitely something that crosses your mind you know in terms of like i said the situation that you're in you're you're unveiling you're lifting a veil over you know a young lady's head and you know it's it's a part of the experience so all you can think about is down the line all that you think about is is this something i could see with this person is this something that is in our future together so it was definitely something that crossed my mind for sure in that moment i've never done that before so i can i can't even imagine <laughs> i, I mean it was I'm also it was sorry. also just sorry, I'm talking over. You. It was also one of those situations where, like, the, the ladies in the background were like kind of cracking jokes. <laughs> as we did it, and so, so it wasn't as like dramatic. So they, as maybe. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They, okay. they lightened they were, the moment were, a little bit. They, they lightened, lightened the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This They're is like, ooh, rant. ah, look at him lifted up, all that kind of stuff, and I'm just like kind of laughing, you know, whatever. So, so, so you man, were like you said, you were going with it. I was just going with it, man. It was, fair, it was a part of the date. Um, it was fun. It was fun. So, man, talk to me about like before you went on this show like this whirlwind that you're on right now you're obviously killing it at this point in the season tell me about how did you get nominated for the show Mm. yeah um it's actually i mean it's probably happened to a million people but i got nominated anonymously so i still to this day don't know who it is um i know so i I have like 
<laughs> I know. So I, I feel like every time I'm around a group of friends or like even some relatives, I'm like looking around the room. I'm like, which one of you was, you know what I mean? Um, so it's exciting, but yeah, I got nominated and honestly, um, which pretty much like in layman's terms is someone out, out there thought I was, you know, in a tough spot or sad or needed to go on the journey for my <laughs> wife. And, uh, that's kind of how I looked at it. Um, but yeah, I got contacted and, um, you know, first thing I did was call my parents and I was like, Hey, I, this is an opportunity that presented itself. What do you guys think? And one thing that my dad, uh, my mom actually said to me that resonated was she was like, why don't you just get to a point where if they offer you to be on the show, then just make the decision from there. So I just went through the whole entire process um, and, and got to the point where they offered it. And then I had about a week or two to make a decision. And I was like, I feel like I'm in a good space for this. I feel like um, I'm emotionally, physically, mentally ready to do something like this. And kind of just jumped on it and, and, you know, said, let's go, let's do it. I'm excited. So did you ever watch the show before? Cause I'm curious as to like someone, yeah. you know, putting you up for the show. Did you ever watch it and speak about it with friends, family? Yeah. I've, I've watched bits and pieces. Um, one of the seasons that I watched from front to back uh, for the first time was actually Hannah's season. That was your season, right, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched, I, I watched, I pretty much watched that season from front to back. I don't know what that year sparked my friend group to want to watch that season. I mean, you guys' season was great. But, oh, you um, had a wonderful bachelorette and a great group of guys. So, yeah. Great group of guys, yeah. Um, it's entertaining for damn sure. Very, very entertaining. <laughs> but, yeah, no, other than that, I, I, I was not like a big, you know, I wasn't like a big Bachelor Nation advocate. I wasn't following all the kind of stuff. But I had seen bits and pieces, and, you know, your season, I had watched pretty much the entire thing. So Because yeah. if I was in your position, I would be, like, trying to break it down. Who have I watched this show with, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, who is hell? I have my little, yeah, I got my little list of theories of people who I think it is, but I'll probably never figure it out. And that's kind of the exciting part, right? How funny would it be if, like, you end up, you end up with Rachel and, like, at the altar, like, somebody just whispers in your ear, like, it was me. (laughs) You can thank thank me for that. Exactly. You can thank me later. It's like, I just got you a wife. Um, Man, talk to me about, did you know that? there was going to be two bachelorettes, like obviously going through the process, usually early on, you don't know. But once you found out it was Gabby and Rachel, did you hone in on Rachel right away? Did you have have your eye on her from before? Talk to me about that. Yeah, um, I had no idea that it was going to be two. I don't think anybody did. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I was was shocked because obviously they've never done that before. Um, and first thing I thought of was just like, how, how am I going to navigate this? Like, how am I going to, I felt like, so what I initially thought was that we were going to show up and they were going to be like, all right, you have to go for this one. You have to go for that one. That's how I thought oh, it was wow. going to work. Cause I thought it might get a little too messy. People jumping back and forth, but come to find out, obviously we got to make our own decisions, which worked out for the best for everyone. Um, but yeah, I was, I was shocked. I was excited. Um, I, like I said, I went there kind of open mind, open heart. I was ready to go. And um, I didn't pinpoint one of them from the beginning. I had like a slight, slight, I would say, preference to Rachel. But um, I went there, you know, willing to get to know the both of them um, fairly. And I think that's fair oh, to both of them. And, you know, all you can do. I mean. So what was know, that? What was that point in the journey where you were like, Rachel? I think it was our second conversation. Um I think it was the group day after the speedo stuff. I got okay. <laughs> I got invited to the group date after the speedo stuff. We had a conversation, and um, I think right there I knew 
and and up until that point to be honest with you guys i had just had more time with her so our relationship was just progressing a lot faster yeah than you know the conversation that i had with gabby so yeah i just i felt i was like hey you know this is this seems right um i'm gonna go for this and i had already heard rumblings of people in the house that were really really you know really feeling gabby so i was like you know what you guys sound like you have a very stronger connection with gabby i'm feeling good about rachel i'm just gonna focus my attention here and you know, let the rest fall into place. So I think it was like second conversation I knew. Yeah, pretty early on. I think it's perfectly fine to, you know, weigh it out and then make your decision because that's yeah. this is an unprecedented season. And Absolutely. I, I want to go back to that. You had mentioned that you thought they were going to tell you guys, have you guys go this way, have you guys go this way, but they allowed you guys to make your own decisions, right? Yeah. And something that mm -hmm. you've mentioned a few times is stability and security. Mm -hmm. And when Logan went from trying to go after the woman that you were going after to switching over and going after Gabby, you must have some thoughts on that. Wondering how you, what you were thinking. Yeah. I mean, everybody's, you know, experience was, was different. Um, you know, I, I, I can't speak on how, you know, Logan was feeling in those moments and I, you know, knowing him as a person, I know that those feelings were gen, you know, they were genuine. He at points was just very conflicted about what he wanted to do. And I mean, he's a human being at the end of the day, you know what I mean? So, um, it was just tough to see how it affected Rachel and Gabby. That was, that was the hard part because we're all trying to follow our heart. We're all trying to do what's right. We're all trying to do right by, you know, both of these young women. And it was tough to see the, the effect that it had on them. So like, for example, when I knew Rachel had had, you know, a tough time up until that point and the, you know, obviously the Logan situation isn't going to help with that. So I'm trying to figure out what I can do to, help her situation not so much focus on you know where he's at and what he's doing with with his little so did you think that he should not have accepted that rose. that rose at the end of that episode and what, <laughs> what, what what would how do you see that like do you think he should have told her before ah man it's it's such a difficult situation i i like i said i can't really speak i i don't know what i would do in that situation so i don't really know what the right answer is i mean if you don't accept the rose then you're out of there and you never really got to tell Gabby how you felt. And if you do accept the rose, you're hurting Rachel. So there's really no win-win there. Um, there is a third I option. Think, <laughs> what's the third, third option, option is, as you get the rose, say, hey, can I speak to both of you, please? Which that, yeah, I think, I think bringing them both in would have been productive. Um, but yeah, I mean, he ultimately made the decision for himself, what he thought was right. It affected both of them in different ways. And, um, it was something that we all had to just kind of be like, hey, this is where we're at now and we need to, you know, do our best to continue to try to progress where we're at. I'm, I'm totally focused on where I'm at and what me and Rachel have going on and not so much what everybody else does, you know. I agree with you that Logan was definitely sincere. Was there ever a moment, and I feel like I know the answer because you're extremely well-spoken. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. Man. Was there ever a moment where you went with Rachel to where it was almost hard uh, seeing her sad about these other guys wanting to go to Gabby when you're like, hey, I'm a beautifully made human being and I'm here for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, not so much thinking in terms of my own, like, hey, I'm here, you know, type of thing. But it's just more of just seeing her upset. You know, it's yeah. it's it's never difficult when you're really getting to know somebody, you're building connection with somebody, you start building really, really strong feelings for someone. You don't want to see them upset in any type of situation. So that was the difficult part in seeing her upset over all these different types of 
things that were going on. And I wasn't trying to focus so much on, hey, Rachel, by the way, I'm still here. Why are you sad? It's like there's a reason she's sad. Yeah. It's because of what transpired. Even just if trying said to that, be I'm coming at you. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, so I just try to do my best to, to be there for her in those tough situations rather than harp on the fact that maybe she wasn't thinking about the fact that there were still people here. I don't know. So yeah, you didn't take it personal. You just focused on your yeah. relationship. I exactly. love that. And exactly. you, you definitely made her feel safe and appreciated. Like, do you have any tips out there for guys that, you know, who want to make their partners feel seen? You know, being a, a, the smooth operator that you are, you, you man, did an excellent I'm, job at that. And I'm no expert, man. We all have our we all have our different situations. Um, advice? I don't know. I think um, one thing I try to do a lot to really show somebody that you know I'm, I'm trying to really be affectionate towards them, be be present with them, is is listen to what they're saying and respond to what they're saying. So, anytime me and Rachel are having a conversation, whether it's about family, whether it's about what's going on in the moment. I'm I'm genuinely listening and I'm trying to come up with my a personal experience or something that I can respond with back to her so that she knows I'm engaged in what's going on. Because I feel like a lot of times you can get caught up in, hey, we're all lovey-dovey, like we're attracted to each other. And then they might say something important. You might miss it and be like, oh, I didn't even realize you said that. I was just like staring at you. You know what I mean? Type of thing. So trying to be engaged in conversation, I think responding to people and when they're really trying to vent to you and stuff like that is important. I think that can that can help a lot of situations. Listen up, gentlemen. Listening. I'm about to say, look at, something as simple so as well listening. <laughs> it's hard for a lot of guys, though. I, I get what he's saying right there. You know what I'm Completely. saying? Well, how many women do you hear like, oh, my guy just doesn't listen to me or doesn't you know pay attention to me? Yeah, it's an issue. You got to pay attention, guys. Hey, Do like Avon. You got to listen. You got to listen to him back. You know? Be like Avon. <laughs> be like Avon. There you go. <laughs> Hashtag be so, like so, Sounds like a T-shirt or something. Be like Avon. Oh, man. <laughs> So, um, Avin, so far on the show, what has been the feedback from your family and friends? Um, good. I, I think it's all been positive. Um, I think early on there was a lot of uh, just so many things happening that I don't think there was one person who was getting like who was being shown a lot type of thing. So but overall positive on my end, I think, um, you know, everybody's had nothing but good things to say about, you know, the relationship that me and Rachel are, are showing. Um and that they, you know, people say that I'm carrying myself well. Hopefully, it looks. Hopefully, it looks that you way. You're definitely um, carrying yourself well. I appreciate that. I, I, you know, I definitely was just trying. I was just trying to be myself. The one thing I said to myself before going there was, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna act like somebody I'm not. And if they don't accept me for who I am, then I probably shouldn't be there in the first place, type of thing. So I just went in there, tried to be myself, and and focused on my relationship with Rachel, and took it from there. So yeah, it's been nothing but positive feedback so far. Um, hopefully, that continues. Do you watch the show by yourself or are you uh let's get together as a family and maybe add some friends to the mix and watch it all together? Yeah, I've, I've watched a few episodes with friends. I don't have any family out here in Southern California. Um, so I, my parents will call me the next day and be like, hey, you did a great job last night. I, I, I didn't <laughs> a little recap like, so, talk. Yeah, they're like, I just still can't believe we're seeing you on the screen. It's crazy, all that kind of stuff. So um, but yeah, I, I watched a few alone. I watched a few episodes alone um, and I've watched some with friends. So both positive experiences did you get what any you, advice i'm sorry mike man no the exact same question really like, we're, the we're, exact same question i see you bro i see you advice from like people watching like what i should do next or something or like going on the show like did you yeah. get any advice <clears throat> as far as what to do how uh, to act whatever yeah no i i think um yeah both my parents just reiterated um just be yourself just be you if, if you're you i think that one of them will like you i think that you'll be able to build a connection with somebody if you just act like yourself I think, you know, some people definitely go on any type of show and 
they try to do all the theatrics and stuff and um that's just that's not who i am it's not it's not how i was you know raised and all that kind of stuff so yeah i just try to be myself and it's it's been working out it worked out for me it worked out for me so far so that's yeah. the advice i got it's, it's working out great for you and also <laughs> that that's pretty easy advice to give your son when he's a just a great human being Oh, man. You guys just be you, baby. It's going to work yeah. out. One of them is bound to like yeah, you. Yeah, one of them's bound to like you. <laughs> one of them's got one of them's got to like it's corny a corny joke. It's a you have, son. Did y'all yeah. talk about that in the house like at the, on night one, not past that? But like, yo, yes. this is a 50-50 shot here. Like from a mathematical standpoint, you have a higher chance. Yeah, no, it's definitely something you think about. It, I think it was more people not trying to step on toes. It's like, well, if I have a really great conversation with Gabby, am I going to feel bad going to have a good conversation with Rachel? I think that's what a lot of guys were thinking. So as much as like, yeah, you got the 50-50 chance, but you're also trying to just do right. You're trying to do the right thing and not make one of them feel unseen and seen and vice versa. So it was difficult in the beginning to kind of figure out what everybody wanted. Can't to completely do. see that. Was it like that way amongst the gentlemen as well? Or was um, it like you hey, mean in like us getting to know her. each other as like as the guys? No, for when it was like let's say one of the other guys in the house, let's say Nate, for example, he's he's had a a great go uh, with Gabby yeah. thus far. Um, yep. Was there ever a point to where you guys were like, "Hey, man, you know, you, you, that's my girl, bro"? Like, was there? <laughs> I or, get what you're or was it the same? Because <laughs> we were on the show as well. Brian's wife, you know, is <laughs> from his bachelorette, right? So was there ever yeah, a moment no, of like, for sure? trying not to step on each other's show toes in that regard um i honestly i just i don't know i wasn't involved if anything like that transpired i wasn't involved in it Brian i think that answer i will say though i focused, will say this man. he was focused i will say this mike and brian i will say that um i think all of the guys did a phenomenal job of keeping their individual relationships separate from the guys does that mm -hmm. make sense like people weren't coming back to groups or like little conversations talking about what they just talked about with Rachel, what they just talked about with Gabby, how their one-on-one -on -one date went out of respect for everyone involved. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like, I know Tyler doesn't want to hear about how my one-on-one -on -one date went. Zach doesn't want to hear about how Tino's one-on-one -on -one date went like that. It was like a respect thing. It was like, Hey, we'll keep, we're going to keep the relationship separate. And then we can all kind of mesh and vibe on, the the logistics of everything but as far as your individual relationship with the girls and and i mean the women um yeah we kept that separate. it seems like there wasn't a lot of uh, there uh, he, i understand what you're saying it doesn't seem like there is a lot of drama between the men i mean is that something that is going to pick up as 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 the season goes on can you give us hey, a little preview he's like, i don't know i don't know man i'm not i'm not the dramatic one so you're gonna have to ask somebody else on that. i'm not the drama guy <laughs> So, this is my last question for you, man. You've been a great guest. Uh, talking about logistics, you had mentioned that word earlier. Yeah. I, I remember when you said you watched our season. There were times where you kind of walk in on something that you don't want to see. You yeah, walk in on sure. somebody kissing on your girl. Mm -hmm. Did that ever happen to you? Um, no, I don't think I ever walked in on anybody kissing. Um, but I had seen some stuff like at like a cocktail party out of the corner of my eye or something. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to see that. I don't, I don't want to like, see it. <laughs> that's not real. That's a, that's a facade. I don't want to see it. No, no, I don't want to know that. <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. Fair, fair, fair. Oh, love that. So, man, what's the most significant thing that you've learned about yourself going on this journey? Um, That's a great question. I would say, oh, man, I think... I learned a lot about how to open up 
to somebody early on. I th- I I learned a lot about how important it is to open up to somebody early on and getting to know someone. Um, holding things back or holding back your character or your life experiences or personal situations, all that kind of stuff, that can va- that that that's a value to people who are trying to get to know you. It shows who you are. Um, I was never really good at that before this, and I think this you know has definitely taught me that that's important. So I, th- I would say opening up early on is, it's important when it comes to getting to know someone because, you know, you're hiding stuff, you're holding stuff back and people can't really get to see the true you. So, so true. So true. Yeah, but with that, I have to ask you, what's your gym for today, man? My gym. Oh yeah. Um, actually something I was thinking about the other day. Um, it's also kind of slightly funny, but not really because it matters a lot, but my dad growing up, um anytime like i would do anything really he would always make sure to say he'd be like pay yourself first pay yourself first and like when you're a kid growing up you always think that has to do with like financials right it's like oh anytime you make a little bit of money make sure you put a little aside before you like pay your bills or do what you got to do you want to take a vacation all that kind of stuff he would just say pay yourself first all the time and as i got older i started to realize that he would say it in different situations. Like if I was going in for a job interview, he'd be like, make sure you pay yourself first. I'm like, dad, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, but I, I, I realized now being a lot older and having conversations with him that he was talking about, make sure that you're good with yourself and where you're at before you make any type of big life decision. Mm. Now that can be financial, that can be in a relationship, that can be for a job, that can be for relocating somewhere. Just make sure that you're in a good space with who you are, make sure you're paying yourself first, paying your mental, paying your emotional, paying your physical um, before you do anything. Um, so you can give 100% of everything you do. And it kind of call all came full circle. You know, as you get older, you listen to your parents when you're younger. You're like, what are you talking about? And now it all makes sense. So, Oh, that's what yeah. he was saying. Yeah, Dad, exactly. Dad's a wise man. Dad's a wise one, <laughs> for sure. He'll be glad to hear that on this uh, podcast. Love that. I'm telling man. that boy that his whole life. <laughs> He finally listening to me now. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Isn't that how it always works? Like when we're younger, it's like, what are you talking about? And then now as we get older, it's like, yep, they were always right. For sure, man. Absolutely. Like I said earlier, I'm sure both of your parents are extremely proud of you. We loved having you here on Talking It Out. Can't wait to see yeah. what continues to unfold from your love story. Yeah, yeah man. It's you. been a, it's it's been an honor, you too, man. I've, I've I've been watching the show. You guys do a great job. I'm really honored to have uh, for you guys to have me on. It means a lot. Mike, you crushed Family Feud the other night, by the way. I watched it. <laughs> I did a good job. It, I appreciate <laughs> maybe, that. Maybe we'll be seeing you on that show later I'm on in the future, man. We will be seeing <laughs> way more of you. Oh, man. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for having me. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> I think that Avon, I mean, I told him, he, very good head on his shoulders, man. Yeah, very good. Like, very good head on his shoulders. He just seems like a natural in this. Like, other people, you know, I remember how nervous I was on the show, but it just kind of seems effortless for him, right? It's just like, hey, man, we're... It's just you and me, him and Rachel, just talking it out and, you know, having a great time, being romantic, the whole nine. I mean, he's he's crushing it on the show right now. I think a lot of people, especially with that one-on-one last night, a lot a lot of America fell in love with him. So. Absolutely. You know, another thing about Avon, man, is that he's extremely unique in the fact that I don't feel that he's doing this for any reason other than trying to find his soulmate. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's... He's not. He has no ulterior motives. He doesn't care about IG followers. He doesn't care to, you know, brand his business or his personality more. He strictly is trying to find his boot thing. Yeah, he seems like a, a very genuine dude, and he is really into Rachel, as you could we could all tell. And uh, 
I mean, I, I wish him nothing but the best, man. I don't really know how. I haven't watched any of the spoilers. I don't know how this ends, but I, I, could, I could see if this guy making it really far on the season, for sure. And on that note, everybody, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope you loved it. We hope you love Avon. Keep on watching the show. We love it. Love you guys. We don't hope that you love Avon. We know that you love Avon. We know you love Avon. We know know. you love Avon. Thank you to Avon so much for being here. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. And a quick reminder, guys, make sure you tune in to new episodes of Gabby and Rachel's Journey of The Bachelorette, Mondays at 8 p.m. on ABC or Hulu. We do want to hear your opinions, your stories, your insights. So please don't forget to like, comment, follow that's just on social at talking about B as Bachelor in this national IG. And as always, please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and listen to us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And baby, don't DM me no more to hit that subscribe. We love y'all. Until next week. Okay.